Hi, and welcome to the Tomato Timer, a podcast about learning to learn. I'm Zubair from Xenos, and I'm tuning in live with experts from around the world, asking your questions and hearing their stories. All before the timer goes off. 24 minutes and 39 seconds to go. This is episode 50 of the Tomato Timer, and who better to con- kind of like celebrate this milestone with than James? James is the founder of We Make Change, a global online volunteering platform that has supported and has over 25,000 chain makers and supported over 400 social enterprises, including Zenotes. James, so good to have you on. Glad to be here, Zuba. So we've kind of come across uh, We Make Change about a year ago, I think. Um, and have had the most incredible experience. We've had some amazing change makers join us and support us. Um, but I never really found out the story of how it all started. So tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Well, it actually goes back to when I was at university because I always had this idea that I wanted to use entrepreneurial skills for good, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how I could. So I went to university, studied business. And during that time, I basically had the idea I would do what lots of tech entrepreneurs do, drop out, start my own, tech startup and then go from there but while I was at university I quickly realized that I really didn't have the experience or the skills that I needed to do that so I thought okay I'm going to continue my time at university and make the most of it and it was during that time that I actually started reading a lot of philosophy as opposed to business and I came across a philosopher called John Rawls who has this idea of the accident of birth which is the we're east each place in the world. We don't choose where we land, but it largely determines the opportunities that we have. And for me, being someone that had had an amazing education and, you know, a lot of opportunities in my upbringing, I thought, well, this seems crazy that I, unlike so many people, have had so many opportunities. And what are the different ways that I can actually use those opportunities, which I didn't deserve, to have the biggest, biggest positive impact that I could on the world? And After I finished uni, I had no idea how I was going to do that. I just had this idea I wanted to make an impact. And so got working in the charity sector here in the UK and started to see how change actually gets made, Mm -hmm. which when you see it for the first time, just feels like a remarkable process. And after a couple of years working in sort of marketing for, for a charity in the UK, I set up my own consultancy business, working with a range of different social enterprises and NGOs, really to get an understanding of how change gets made in a range of different contexts, you know, Mm. different countries, different challenges and things like that. And it was during that experience that really the idea for We Make Change came about because I was working with all these amazing social entrepreneurs and social enterprises. And the key challenge that they would often say they faced is the lack of funding. But often it was actually a lack of funding to get people with the skills they need to grow their impact. Yeah. And on the other side... Like myself, I had a lot of friends, young professionals who wanted to use their skills for good, but didn't know how they could. And after a few months of trying every single volunteering platform out there, I started to see that actually the main challenge that really exists is there's this disconnect between volunteers with the skills that social enterprises need Mm -hmm. and social enterprises and the skilled volunteers they need. And so the idea was that by creating a platform to enable anyone anywhere to use their skills to support the causes that they care about, we could connect those volunteers with those social enterprises and together address the biggest challenges that the world faces today. So that's where it started. I can definitely vouch for those challenges as a a social entrepreneur. We've always had the kind of challenge of resources. We always want to do something, but, you know, we need people, bodies on the ground, you know, we need skills, we need abilities to kind of make those changes happen. So 
Um, like I said, we've had some incredible chainmakers join us, and it's it's so amazing to see the kind of the not just the skills that they bring, but the diverse perspectives as well. Um, I'm sure you've you know this that social enterprises are are so much more than just an entity or or a company to make profit. There's so much to do with impact, and we can only make impact when we know the problems and all these different chainmakers contribute a, an incredible perspective to to the challenge that we're facing. Um, often bringing together not just skills and support but also solutions um which we might not even have thought about yeah and one of the even more amazing things about doing this in the world as it is today is that because we're globally connected mm -hmm. is that those individuals with those skills that social enterprises need can be literally anywhere in the world almost exactly. yeah. at this point yeah. and so that was the other part of actually the journey and the idea was that if we could harness the power of the technology that we have mm -hmm. today we could actually enable anyone to use their skills to support the causes that they care about and address the challenges that we face. And at a time where the challenges seem so big, actually by being that kind of matchmaker between those skilled individuals and the social enterprises who need them, we can almost accelerate our progress towards addressing those challenges in ways that have never been possible before. And one of the things that I often say to social entrepreneurs who are wondering, like you say, about getting volunteers with a diverse mm. range of perspectives is that it can sometimes take you in directions that you never would have thought about if you didn't have people with that different perspective, different life experience. And particularly if you're running an organization that's looking to make an impact beyond just locally or nationally, mm -hmm. is that you then get a good realization, understanding of how you as a social enterprise and an individual have to adapt what you do to those different contexts. So again, there are big challenges that come with being so globally connected in a way from that, but also huge possibilities as well. Absolutely. I actually go back to the time when I was at school, I really wanted to, you know, similar to what you're saying, do something. I had some free time, I had some skill sets available, but I couldn't find a place to do it. And I'm talking about 2015, 16. So not ages ago, but even then it was a huge challenge. And I think, um, kind of transitioning towards a, a world where remote work is more acceptable, suddenly these kind of opportunities are just um, appearing more often and are more kind of um, applicable in context, I think, as well. So tell me about kind of the transition in the last few years of, of, of your community and the way things are happening in the volunteering space. Sure. Well, on that point, actually, and linking into that is that mm -hmm. when we started We May Change, we thought about how if you think about other areas of the internet and how successful they've been in enabling yeah. people to do different things in a really simple way, I'll give you like the best example that relates to us is, is Airbnb. So you go onto Airbnb, you identify where you want to go, how long for, and how much you want to pay. Yeah. And within literally three clicks, you've booked a place to stay. Now, when we make change, the idea is that you identify the causes that you care about, the skills that you've got, and the time you can give, and then you can make the change that you want to see. And that's the type yeah. of model that we're really looking to develop to say, well, this has been used to enable people to book apartments and holiday homes. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't it also be as simple and easy as that for people to make the change they want to see? And so the big first transition that we've seen and that we're trying to be a huge part of is that idea of accessibility to online volunteering and volunteering in general. Because volunteering is like a traditional sort of aspect of like how people have got involved in like social projects yeah. is often 
super inaccessible, meaning that you have to be in a specific location or in a particular, you know, at a particular time. Um, it's often very low impact in the sense that it can be really great and meaningful work, but it can often mean that actually the effectiveness of what you're doing is very small compared to what you could possibly do. And that's the final part is because it's often very low skill. It often requires, you know, people are out there sort of painting sheds or scores or digging holes and things like that. When actually, you know, these are often people with exceptionally valuable professional skills, mm -hmm. which if they were used in a volunteering capacity, could add so much more value to a social enterprise than those more traditional forms of volunteering as well. Yeah. And the second thing I would say is that volunteering has always or very traditionally been about supporting nonprofits. Whereas one of the key differences about what we do and how we see volunteering changing now and in the future mm -hmm. is about individuals volunteering to support social enterprises. Yeah. And the difference for those who don't know is that a social enterprise is a business with a social mission. So instead of relying on donations and grants to, to make money, actually, and, and generate their funding, they actually generate revenue and hopefully investment to grow and scale what they do. So rather than being a financially dependent organization, as a lot of nonprofits are, they mm -hmm. should hopefully really be financially sustainable organizations. But in addition to that, they can also scale their impact because they often leverage technology in this way as well. And so that's why I really see volunteering transitioning from something which people typically do with you know, simply nonprofits to a much wider sphere of organizations that provide more opportunities to use their professional skills, but also a greater opportunity to make the impact that they really want to see in the world. I, I love the analogy of Airbnb. And I think um, I, 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 there's another analogy I'd like to bring in. It's a, it's a bit more like physics, but it's about uh, how current follows the path of least resistance. And as many friction points as you add, especially with volunteering opportunities in the past, especially in-person ones, you had so many barriers to entry, right? There was so much inertia to actually get started. And when you got started, it was always for a short period of time because you had to be in a geography with a supervisor, with certain activities to do. Um, and even in an online context, there were so many kind of barriers and, and kind of limitations. And I love what you guys have done, especially considering that how can you make it as simple as possible for the guys on the one end, which are the social enterprises who want help and support and can't really put too much effort into like recruiting and trying to, you know, put together something, uh, a very thorough like plan or anything like that. And on the other end, the, the volunteers who want to support uh, an organization, uh, a social enterprise, an entity uh, with the mission that they're most passionate about. So you've kind of made that that connection as seamless as possible. And I think it's it's been really powerful. And I, I continue to like, um, excited to see how you're gonna continue to make improve that connection and make it more and more um, harmonious, I would say. Yeah, no, completely. And and that's the, the key focus for us is really about how can we make volunteering as accessible as possible mm -hmm. and from both sides. Mm -hmm. Because like you say with social enterprises is that often it can be an exceptionally laborious or time-consuming and bureaucratic process exactly. to actually like get on board to like a either a volunteering platform or or to get you know people involved in your organization. But actually, the simpler we make it, the more organizations who will be requesting volunteers and the more volunteers who will be available to them as well. So that's like the key focus for us is really about how do we make that connection as, as simple as possible for both parties. And part of the reason that is as well is because you know, 
as individuals, there are so many other distractions on our time yeah. that we could be literally the other thing that people could be doing when they're not volunteering is watching Netflix. So how can you make it so simple that rather than spending that time doing something like that, which warrants itself in due course, <laughs> yeah. but move that onto something which for most people is more fulfilling and, and certainly more impactful. And the same thing on the organization side, like most social entrepreneurs, unbelievably busy. Like over, over two thirds of social entrepreneurs have been shown to just like they, one of their key challenges is just a lack of time. Yeah. And so that's why, again, on both sides, we all lack time. We're almost like, you know, time poor to a large extent, but we're very skill rich. And again, it's about how can we make that connection simple so we can make the most of both of those aspects. Yeah. I had an interesting question from our community, and it's about your community, in fact. It asks about, like, what are the noticeable, noticeable changes you've seen over this kind of period of time? And I want to kind of like flesh that question out a little bit more in terms of the kind of the the uptake of volunteerism among the global population and considering um, even potential new graduates and new kind of workers who are, who are looking at not just a cushy job, but actually impact and, and how the place they're working is gonna result in something positive for humanity. So have you seen any of these changes in, the, in these years? Sure, well, the biggest, the initial shift that we saw when we started We Make Change and launched the platform just over three years ago mm-hmm. was that we saw there were so many people that wanted to choose their skills to make change in the world. When we started the platform and nobody knew who we were, we actually had 200 applicants in the first four weeks to join our own volunteer team. Wow, amazing. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So like from the very beginning, we've known there are a lot of people who want to make a difference in the world mm-hmm. and by using their skills specifically. But the biggest shift that we've seen in the last year, year and a half is, of course, COVID. Yeah. And then what does that mean? And one of the key things for us has been the fact that not only have we started with online volunteering before coronavirus was even you know, heard of and impacted mm-hmm. the entire world, but during that process, there have been a, a few different shifts we've seen, is that more people who want to make a difference are actually looking actively as to how they can Mm-hmm. partly because they've got more time, you know, either, you know, working from home, got more free time, being furloughed, or again, even students have less social, um, you know, social life that they can live in these times, mm-hmm. which is one factor. But in addition to that, we've seen a whole range of different challenges across the world, which already existed, but now they've been really magnified. And so people are being increasingly drawn to actually, you know, I knew climate change was an issue. I knew racial inequality was an issue. I, you know, knew that homelessness was an issue, but now I really can't just sit there and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it's that increasing level of people just wanting to make a difference is one thing. But then of course, the second part is the online aspect of it. And this is one of the shifts that will endure, I'm sure, past the pandemic itself, Mm -hmm. is that having that initial online connection is just so, so powerful in a world where you can't connect any other way. And I'm sure that when we sort of go past the pandemic, there'll be a lot more people who'll be, you know, meeting from our community in person and doing those kinds of things. But that initial online connection is just the thing which makes it so simple that I think that kind of, that's what really has brought people to the fore as well in terms of having that passion and then turning into meaningful action 
and then also kind of building those you know virtual and then hopefully personal relationships um, yeah. in the future as well yeah i i, I want to bring us to kind of a, a point that you mentioned or, or a group of people you mentioned which are students um or people who are looking for jobs essentially um so of course there's a big uh, underlying kind of and foundational aspect to what we make changes about which is which is change right social change and positive change but at the same time um there is no doubt about kind of us as individuals trying to progress in life as well, whether that's in a job or in our own entrepreneurial journeys or in, in, in any form. Um, and one thing that I've noticed, uh, this is as a personal experience, is that a lot of the kind of volunteers are also looking to build their own skill sets. So um, kind of a, a, a two part question, really. One is what is this kind of what is this effect? And um, is it kind of is it planned or is it has, has it just organically happened? And the second part is like, how has that, have you seen kind of changes among, especially among students or maybe, um, maybe the kind of, the, I don't want to say inexperienced, but people who might not have had work in the real world, you know, they've been learning the skills, but they haven't applied it anywhere. Um, how, how has that kind of come about? And is there, is there something interesting happening within We May Change with that aspect? Well, about half of our users are actually students. Okay. So it's there's a big proportion of of individuals within whether it be universities, colleges, or otherwise who again want to want to make an impact. Mm -hmm. But there are three key benefits, for anyone, but particularly if you're a student to volunteering. The first one is developing your skills. Now, what I mean about that is that whether you you know you're looking you're you know studying marketing or something you know more technical like computer science, or whether you're doing a history degree or anything else using whatever skills that you have regardless of what you're studying you'll be developing certain skills is that volunteering is a unique opportunity to actually utilize them in a real world environment correct and without being able to do something like volunteering particularly through a platform like we may change in the social enterprise we support you're likely to spend years before you get to the level of working with a founder of an organization or a senior yeah. management team. Whereas with volunteering with social enterprises, you can do that almost from day one. So that's the first thing, developing your skills. Second thing, enhancing your CV. Now, on most individual CVs, when they're you know looking for graduate jobs and that kind of thing, a lot of recruiters are looking for that thing, which really like it really shines versus kind of like you know the other the other candidates for a role. And having volunteering experience where you've really have actually used your skills in a professional setting mm -hmm. at a relatively senior level already, that differentiates you from a huge number of people who are also looking for the same role. And then the third thing, and I'll have a bonus one after that, the third thing is that you actually get to make change happen. Like the, the whole reason that this exists is to make the impact that you want to see in the world, which to mm -hmm. be honest is what like from our, from our own uh, perspective and what we've seen is what most students are looking for. You know, they're looking for grad jobs where they can actually make impact. Unfortunately, they're very few and far between. But even in doing your volunteering while you're at university or, or afterwards or before, is that you've got the opportunity to already make the change you want to see in the world mm -hmm. as well. And my final bonus thing, which I think more and more students become aware of when they get towards the end of the university, is that it helps you to build your network. Yeah, because yeah. as soon as you're working with other volunteers and a founder and you're, you know, no doubt in your role connecting with people and organizations as well, you're suddenly building up this network, which, you know, again, in the physical realm can take you, 
years or months to develop, but because you're doing this all online and you're working with super innovative um, organizations, mm -hmm. you can build those networks in a matter of like, you know, weeks or months um, in an amazing way. So yeah, that that's why for me, the way that I think of We Make Change is that if I was a student, this is what I would have wanted to exist. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I want to iterate some of those things just because uh, to strengthen it and also kind of add it from my perspective, which is like this being thrown in the deep end almost, you know, with especially in the startup kind of environment. Um, I can tell you for sure that when, when we get volunteers, we assign a role to them and then suddenly they're kind of like expanding in all directions. They're doing lots of different things. And my kind of... Um, I guess my kind of perspective on this is like to allow that individual to bring their creativity, skill set, ability and passion in, in, in the work that they want to do. So I, I do want to give them some kind of like overarching direction and like, hey, these are some of the tasks we would like you to work on. But tell me what you want to do. Tell me how we, you think you can make an impact. Look at what we're doing. Look at the operations that are occurring. Give us ideas and get involved with them. Um, so uh, my kind of way, especially with the team knows that if you come and suggest an idea, I said, okay, go, go and do it. You know, go run to the community, go run and test the idea and come back to me and say, this is how it happens to bear. I need this much support or this is what we want to do next. And that's it. So uh, this is, I guess what I'm trying to say is that startups tend to have this kind of mentality and this, this ability to really have ownership on what you do. And it's impossible to get this in any kind of internship or more structured kind of approach to these things. Um, and I, I have to say that maybe I haven't done as much because I've, I've been on the other end as a founder, um, but everyone I've, I've, I've been able to kind of meet and we or, or kind of help support in their volunteering endeavors. Um, I, I've always heard back such great stuff that they've been able to learn such a wide range of skills and not just technical skills but even like very human skills like communicating and discussing and 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 being able to present yourself well in an in an audience and as you said build a network and some of those kind of i i, I always over the past few weeks i've always had a, a mention of serendipity somewhere um you try to do something good and somehow you can be connected with the right people in the right way and a few months down the line the job that you always wanted or the kind of the career you wanted to pursue is just going to fall in your lap because you just met one person and did one initiative and did this and did that and you're like in the right place um sorry that was a bit of a ramble but that was kind of where i felt and I, from kind of the volunteering side of things i think it's so powerful um for us to as young people to be out there in the field doing something and make such a big impact obviously to the world but also on our kind of journey or our learnings as well yeah exactly and the only thing i would add to that is in, within we may change ourselves you know mm -hmm. we have a have had a volunteer team from the very beginning mm -hmm. and we've had people that are 19 20 years old managing teams of seven or eight people yeah, yeah. now they're going to be in their 30s more than likely before they get that responsibility at, exactly. at most at most companies mm -hmm. and that's why one of the messages that i'll have to people is like and i don't mean this in a cliche way is that like never underestimate yourself because the key thing that the job market will do to you is that it will make you think you are not as valuable as you are. Yeah. The yeah. most overvalued thing in the job market is length of experience as opposed to quality. We've had people volunteer in our team for three, six months or even longer doing that kind of work. And I think if I was employing you 
in a role, I would give you a similar level of seniority and let you go from there. But I know that that's not how the job market works, particularly in the social impact sector, mm-hmm. is that seniority is so often based on that length of experience. But actually, in a world that's changing more quickly than ever, length of experience can be more of a liability than a strength. And that's why the key thing is, and, and this was true when I was working in the social impact sector, is like if you don't underestimate yourself and you keep pushing and suggesting ideas and you know whether that's in your volunteering experience or in your job, you'll actually get the opportunities that you're looking for. And like you say, it won't just be serendipity. It will be because of the time, effort, and energy you've put in. Yeah. But it will ultimately lead to the outcome that you want. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned social enterprises, and you, we made changes one. Xenos is one of them as well. Um, what is it, what's on the kind of the, the roadmap for you guys as we make change? And what is, what is the kind of the, the feeling you're getting with the, the direction that social enterprise, social innovation, and these kind of things are heading post-pandemic? Yeah, well, I, there's a few key aspects to this. So we've talked a lot about sort of individual volunteers, which yeah. I think more and more people are sort of looking to, to make that impact. And again, mm-hmm. particularly in a virtual way. Then on the social enterprise side, one of the big things that we see is that, particularly with like the growth of things like hackathons and, Correct. you know, is that there are, and, you know, social enterprise accelerators or social impact accelerators is like there are more social impact ventures than ever. Mm-hmm. Now, the key thing for us is how do we find the you know most effective ones that we can support and then help grow so they can kind of make that impact. Mm-hmm. So that area is, is growing really significantly. But for me, the third and maybe most interesting aspect of what we're doing now, and this is the way that we earn revenue, is that we're now working with companies to enable their employees to actually volunteer to support our social enterprise members. And the the reason why this is so interesting is because traditional CSR, as companies have done it, has involved either donating money to, you know, traditional nonprofits, which, again, Mm -hmm. can can work really effectively, um, or it can be, you know, making their own operations a little more efficient, you know, a little bit less kind of environmentally uh, devastating. But actually, it rarely involves employees actually engaging with the process. Yeah. And particularly with a younger and more engaged workforce who are looking for opportunities to be, you know, actually have like a, a cause greater than themselves that they're able to support, um, is that, yeah, more and more we're working with those companies to engage their employees while actually making change in the world as well. So I'm excited to be working with more of those organizations to really showcase that they can not only make internal changes, but they can actually work with social enterprises, you know, like Zenotes and grow exponentially the impact that organizations like Zenotes have Mm -hmm. rather than developing something internally or just simply giving away to another organization at the same time. Yeah. I, lo- I love this idea. I- I'm absolutely fascinated. I'm-, I'm sure I'll be learning a lot more over the coming weeks as, as you guys develop this further. Um, we're coming to the end of the episode, but I would love to kind of have your key takeaway, James. I suppose the one thing which we haven't yet um, got onto is like, it's kind of the question of like, why now? Mm. And so the way that I sum this up is that we're the first generation that can end extreme poverty and the last that can address climate change. Yeah. And if you just reflect on that for a few seconds, it can actually make you think that the challenges the world faces today are so big that we almost get this sense of helplessness. Mm-hmm. But actually, we are the most connected, largest, and most highly educated generation ever. 
So if we can harness the power of the tools and technology that we have today, mm-hmm. then we truly can address the challenges the world faces. It's just up to each of us to do what we can to make that reality. That was incredible, James. I think you've left us at a very deep and moving statement. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right, take care. Bye-bye. And that's another episode of The Tomato Timer. If you'd like to ask your questions and join us live next week, join the Xenos Discord server. The invite link is in the description. And to learn more about Xenos and how a bunch of students are on a mission of making quality education accessible to all, go to xenos.org. Bye for now.